0: Welcome to another episode of now what shall we talk about where we talk to interesting people and blast off in a rocket ship of thought <laughs> i couldn't even get through that with a straight face i apologize for that um anyway it's just another normal show i am talking to miss lauren who is a young lady who is actually a published poet uh, and it just kind of sounded like it was a bunch of her thoughts when she was younger and she kind of put them together and it worked out as such where she was able to put them all into a book with the help of some editors and publishing and we kind of get into all how that stuff worked uh, and has a book published. So if you're interested in poetry, which she says can be read, sing-songy or not, it's up to you. It is available on Amazon or Barnes and Nobles, I believe in store or online. And the name of the poetry book is A Mixing Pot of Poems for Thought um and you can find her at uh oh where is it i lost my notes oh on instagram at mixing pot of poems and i believe she'll have links and stuff from there otherwise she does post little snippets from her uh certain stories certain poems and that kind of stuff um super interesting super fun and vibrant and bubbly lady to talk to Uh, she's over on the east coast Uh, I was not disappointed, although I was hoping for a bit of a thick Boston accent. It just wasn't the case. But um, super sweet uh, lady and a fun talk. We kind of hit on like journaling and how that kind of helped her and then putting them all together and how she got into poetry and the whole process of getting published. And then of course, because she's Far East, we're Midwest, talked about the difference between winter and summer and the kind of things we both enjoy. And then kind of touched on a little bit of the COVID sign of the times, you know, stuff. Just because her book came out right when COVID was hitting. So, you know, as you'll hear, she was had planned a bunch of like, not book signings, but like book readings to help promote and whatever. Well, when everything got shut down, you, you can't do that. So it was... Possibly the worst time for COVID to happen for her, Uh, but she's making it through and then we kind of got into the, you know, people who were graduating, had graduations canceled and just all the crap that COVID's ruined on us. Uh, And I'm going to be short about this one because nobody does it anyway, you turds. Um, If you want to get a hold of me, email address is nowwhat at talkaboutpod.com. You can find me on Instagram at nowwhatshallwta. Patreon is patreon.com slash nwswta, or on Facebook or the internet or anywhere you find podcasts, just look up the name of the show. Now, what shall we talk about? All right, guys, enjoy the show. Okay, well, here we are. Y- you're in Boston?
1: I am in Boston. I am in Brookline. So right outside, just basically right outside Boston.
0: Were you born there?
1: I am actually from Medfield, Massachusetts, which is like 45 minutes outside the city. Um, But yeah, I'm from the area. Well,
0: because I've been told and the few people I've talked to on this, you're the first East Coaster. I've had one from Colorado and one from L.A. Um, But. I have a Wisconsin accent, Midwest. (laughs)
2: That's
0: fantastic. Um, But I was picturing you to have like Southie, Boston, thick East Coast.
1: Yes, a
0: Norista.
1: I do not, and you don't. No, right? Oh no, no, I'm not
0: disappointed. I've just Mm -hmm. that's I had it in my head because we've never spoken, so
1: makes sense.
0: (laughs) It's not the case. It's, you know, when you find someone whose last name is uh, Wang and they're Caucasian, like it just doesn't do. What would you do to yourself? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? (laughs) All I can see is you smirking. Froze up. Well, I'll just blather on. It says you have good signal. What'd you do? Oh, uh oh, and she's gone. She'll be back. Okay. Well, anyway, this is, uh, miss Lauren from Boston and she's a poet and has, a, a a poetry book out, which I'll talk about in the, uh, intro and I'll let her talk about it in the show. We'll get her back here. um, I'm guessing technical difficulties on her end, but I'm just going to keep recording, and we will see what happens.
1: I hope it works. Oh, there you are! You're back. That was sorry. You froze. I don't know if it's you or me, or I don't know.
0: I don't know. You froze up. You were like, "Oh," <laughs> it's this devious oh, no. smirk for like thirty seconds, and then it just oh. went away. <laughs>
1: My wifi so, should be okay, but sorry. It says
0: I can see the little bars on top. It says you're good and I'm good, yeah. so I, I don't know. It's the internet, so it could be yeah. anything. Maybe Bezos is messing with stuff up there yeah. in space who knows. Yeah.
2: Um
0: so you're a po- Oh Jesus, I just clicked off. You're a poet? Tell me about that. I'm a
1: poet. I'm a rhyming poet. Yes. Um yes.
0: God, no, I'm that's fascinating.
1: It is fascinating. I mean, I, you know, I like poetry a lot and I have never, I have yet to stumble across works that are similar to mine in the, in the exact way they're formatted. Obviously every writer is unique, but I feel like modern poetry is a lot of, you know, you know, uh, short, people have short attention spans. So it's short. And it's sort of abstract and you can take what you want from it. Mm-hmm. And you no, know, like there is a direct message, but it's kind of, you have to dig for it with my stuff. It's super direct and it flows purposefully super well. So like, I like to describe it as like mm, mature Dr. Seuss ish with no made up words and adult messages, like things sure. that people can directly relate to. Um, and I say my target audience is young adult women, but um, I mean, with my book. But then, honestly, I've had all ages, all both genders read it, and everyone's found something they can relate to in it. So sure. it's not just narrowly focused on women.
0: Well, that must uh, mean you're doing a good job with it if it's not – I mean, because everyone can find a niche yes. for something. I mean – You could have wrote a book about door handles and you'll find your crowd about that just are super into door handles.
1: But if you have
0: men, women, old, young, whatever, then.
1: Yes, it's good. It's been a really cool experience to see people. There's like the wide variety of people and how they responded to it. So Mm -hmm. like, you know, my grandparents got it to a lot of their friends and those people reached out to me saying they were like, you know, it's. It's really cool how like you know you're 23 and you're writing something that I can relate to and I am 83, which I don't know. My goal with it was just to like reach as many people as possible, Um, and it's you know a small scale book. Like I'm no big name, but it's gotten out there, and I've had a lot of positive feedback, so it's been a really cool experience.
0: So how did you? Because I've often thought about this: driving on a long drive and the mind wanders, or whatever. Like, how would you get, like, is, did, did you pitch this to somebody? Did you yourself like you paid for all the copies and then you in turn sold them for a profit? Like, how did you go from, I like poetry to, I have, I have a book now.
1: I started writing, so I'm 23. I started mm-hmm. writing when I was 18 in this kind of special style um, that sure. I write in and I wrote for myself like I didn't write for anyone else but as I kind of you know I wrote as a way to express my feelings to make myself feel better like a a
0: journaling of sorts
1: yeah I would say like like a very uh specific kind of journaling Sure. (laughs) and then as I kind of did it and I like you know rhyming's kind of like it's a skill that I've I've developed over the years because it's like my first poems were not like and it sounds kind of cheesy but like my goal is to make it non-cheesy. Everyone thinks rhyming I think like cat, bat, sat, whatever. But it's really not that or I've been told that it is not that. I try to make it not that. So, I kind of honed the skill and read it to more and more people and they're like this is really like pretty good like you could really write a book one day. And that was on my life bucket list. I'm like maybe one day when I'm like older. And then I stumbled across this program Called the creator institute run by a professor at georgetown i didn't go there but it's just like it was for anyone to sign up mm-hmm. for and you can sign up and it kind of it's like a th- six months course where you take classes and it kind of helps you if you have an idea to write a book it helps you create a manuscript and hone the manuscript okay. and they had a partnership with a small-scale publisher and if you made it the six months your manuscript was up to par with this publisher They could um, okay you, and then you would ride along with them for the next six months, and they will publish your book.
0: Nice. So, is it your? Are you in with a bunch of people like from this class in a book, or is it the way I was reading it? Was it just your? Like, this whole book is all your work.
1: Yes, this book is my book. My book. Um, I saw the picture, a little
0: profile picture.
1: Yes, I was in. A you could call it a class with a bunch of other authors. We all had our own book ideas. I was probably one of my, one of three poets in the whole program. It's okay. so a decently sized program, maybe a hundred people. Oh, okay. Um, but you know, most of the people were doing research. Like it was like research books. So a lot of the editors were focused on like research. It was all citations, and I was never involved in any of that. It was all just like yep. my work. Um, but like most of these people started their books like. It was starting in January, so January 2020, and finished Mm -hmm. December 2020. Whereas I had been writing my book for four years, and I just needed a mode of publication and an editor. Actually, I had five editors, so you know, um, I I needed the extra push from help, push from someone. So this was the perfect opportunity for me.
0: How how much did they? And I use the term they loosely editors, publisher, whatever. Um, I suppose poems is a little bit different. Like, did they have their hand in it? Could they tell you mm, we don't. Can you do something with this one? Or is it just like take it or leave it? And this is my work. Don't touch it.
1: Well, they had like a a strong recommendation. So <laughs> like, sure. This is your book. But we Mm. have these strong recommendations and I had the scariest day of my whole life was I had, I'd had a few editors already and then I had one lady come in and her job was to read my whole manuscript through and basically grade every poem on seven criteria. And she made like a grid and it was color coded and it was a scale of like one to four for each criteria. And, I got this grid and I had 60 or 70 poems. So this grid, you can imagine it was ginormous. Oh God. And I looked at it and it was so much red. And I was like, oh my <laughs> God, like I'm never going to publish this book ever. Like how I don't have time for this, but slowly, but surely, you know, it took me three months of, of editing, like a lot. And I did, I worked through it with her and my other editor And my final product is worlds better than what I started with. Um, So that's great. (laughs)
0: It's it's good. You feel that way as opposed to feeling like, well, I had to change my work in order to get it published. Because if I would have said, nope, piss off. This is mine. Right. Would they have done it then? You know, that's it's good that you feel that that you feel that it's better.
1: Yes, I mean, I I felt that that way. I was like, "Don't touch it." Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. one of my editors came in and basically took out with rhyming syllables are really important. So she took out like one syllable from every line and all over the place. And I was like, <laughs> "You can't just do that." Just Why a, do you it's, think it's, you can do that?
0: It's just a paragraph now. That's <laughs> there's nothing in there.
1: And I'm like, what? and then I realized like in my head, I was reading it one way and she was reading a different way, probably the way that other people would read it. And I needed to rethink things. And it really helped me see like objectively how my work would be perceived. So it really was helpful in the end. I got past my stubbornness, which was necessary. And I made the changes. Well, good. So
0: how long has it been out for like officially out, out?
1: It's been officially out for seven months, um, so, came out in December 2020, right in the second surge of COVID. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it was really, really hard because as an author, you want to like try to do readings locally or mm-hmm. do book signings, and I just had no in-person opportunities for yep. that. Yep. So I had to call around. I got my book. My book is in 27 bookstores in the New England area, okay. um, which is decent. Um, but I think I really missed that like beginning surge where sure. I could have an advantage without COVID. Yep. Um, and now I have I have an actual job which has nothing to do with my book and it's sure. quite <laughs> time consuming. So sure. I struggle to find time to do stuff with my book now.
0: Well, uh, that I can understand, and it's I miss things like that. Because I don't know, nobody knows what you don't know, but like I'm super rural Wisconsin. So to say there's a book reading, there's, that's not a thing here. (laughs) It's too, there's you'd have to go to a hours away to a city, so to speak. There is no, I'm sure there's people who write, whether it's stories, short stories, poetry, whatever. But there's no venue for someone to say, come here. Listen to me. I'll read some passages, a couple poems, whatever. But also you can talk to me. I'll sign my books. Whatever. There's it's not a thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I can only imagine. It's only because I live right, I live around the corner from a great bookstore. And I know right. that things like that happen in Boston. And I'm like, I had all this opportunities
2: that mm-hmm. were
0: awful. So Well, you just have to make another write another one then. I know because then your name will be out there from the first one. And then the second edition you will be worldwide.
1: Oh yeah, totally. (laughs) No, is
0: it, I don't want to put you on the spot now. Something to think about for later on. Um, is it available online?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. um, And I have a website, but like, you know, I don't sell it on the website. You just click the link to Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Um, it's ebook and paperback. Um, and yeah, yeah,
0: I usually do that. I don't need to get too deep into that at the very end. I'll let you give a little thing about where to find it. But then in the intro, I usually the show notes, I'll put the, like the links to your website or an Amazon link or whatever it is, um, just so that people can find it. Cause you'd be surprised how many people listen to me ramble. (laughs) on to to random people so if you get some sales out of it fantastic absolutely Um, so what other than poetry like what's an average day for you like a non-work day what do you what do you do on in on the east coast what do you enjoy
1: depending on the season new england's obviously
2: Mm,
0: i'm wisconsin believe me i know it's either 90 or it's 60 below there's no in between
1: (gasps) oh my goodness we don't get it that (sighs)
0: that's miserable
1: I know. I like to ski in the winter, though. Um, That's big New England activity. Um, But normal day in the summertime, Um, I've been COVID got me walking. I walk everywhere. Um, I walk with friends. Um, I love to go to the beach. I love to. I'm like a crafty person. I like to. I like to like just make things all the time. Did you Um, make
0: the ones behind you?
1: No, these were actually made for me by friends.
0: The one on this side. Not the flower. The other one. I like that.
1: Oh, thank you. It
0: it looks like somebody facing away from me sitting.
1: Yes. It's like a beach girl. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Oh, a sun hat. Perfect. Yes. It's the first thing I noticed. I really like that.
1: Yeah. But I just... I love to be around other people. I'm a huge extrovert. So just like spending time with as many people as possible. Honestly, I'm kind of always on the go. So this last Um, year
0: was pretty much hell for you.
1: Oh, absolutely terrible. (laughs) It was really bad. And I um, started my first job because I graduated last year remote Mm. and I've never been to the office. So I'm an extrovert working by myself. And I like didn't have any human contact for like Uh, ever. That's well. (laughs)
0: that's how I am with this I listen to podcasts so I thought well shit I can do that yeah you can just sit and talk I don't so I ran through a bunch of topics but eh, everything's done you know there's you want true crime you want aliens you want I mean you can find a podcast you can find 50,000 podcasts on every topic so I thought, well, get the equipment, do some research. But I've slowly, not slowly, quickly ran out of because I had some local friends who are hilarious. We just sit, have a drink, come in, talk, record it. But I ran out of that pool very quickly. Hmm. <laughs> like what? five episodes in. So I was actually trying to research a way and people listening are going to get sick of me saying this, but trying to research the best remote recording app. Yeah. The, the way So it doesn't sound like crap. On right, right um and i stumbled upon i kept getting the ad for that matchmaker
1: yeah and
0: i was like what is this like facebook dating you know it so when like, i when I, I signed up for it, it I, I had some explaining to do when i signed up for it like that notification it's for podcasters it's right just exactly. for podcasters but i thought well put the show on there and see what i had a couple episodes so people kind of get a feel for it or whatever and I think the next day there was like 15 messages from people who were like, Hey, love to be on the show. And then I in turn reached out to several people thinking, is this something somebody signs up for one time and never checks? And everyone has been responding. You're the fourth one that I've done now. Third, third.
2: Wow. But it really worked.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's phenomenal because it's, you can pick and choose if you have a true crime podcast, you can find a guest who's into true crime. Exactly. I put mine out there just as we're just going to BS. There's no topic. You tell me whatever you want and talk about whatever for 45 minutes for an hour and say thanks and call it good. You know, if you've yeah. got something to promote, promote it and, and whatever, but there's no rhyme or reason. There's no wandering. Tangents are welcome <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because the whole show it. is a tangent, yes. um, but it's helped immensely. Um, that I was I do real estate normally so even though like try not to be in the office because it it was two of us um, in our small office I can do 99% of my stuff from home on a non-covid year so when I was sitting at home trying to think of what I wanted to do this just popped up and, and that's that's how it started so I I enjoy it. I'm not sick of it yet. So as long as my guests aren't weird and it's like a forced, you know what I mean? Like some people just, you, you can't, if they don't have a script or it's not about something they really know about,
1: yeah. you can't,
0: you can't just talk like, yeah, like, no, I know like, like yeah. if you walked in, sat down across from me at a coffee shop, that's what I want. This. Right. you know what I mean, just chit chat. So, so to speak as my yeah. grandma would say. Um, But yeah, it's, It's phenomenal what the internet has done because fifteen years ago, like pre big podcasts and whatever, there I would have never there was no avenues to find other people who were into that, other than a a message board or you know, some random internet discussion where people argue all the time. But it's just nice to find people who like, yeah, I'm cool. Let's just talk. Yeah. Whatever. Now how long
1: have you been doing it for?
0: Ooh, 10 episodes and i release them weekly so 10 weeks
1: all right no it's not right. a,
0: it's not a baby so two and a half months i guess
1: <laughs> I oh, okay. people
0: say how old their baby is when they're over like yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. three
0: months old no no he's four months old he's not 16 weeks old
1: yeah <laughs> i um don't
0: make me do math i
1: don't know i i've been on matchmaker the podcast app for you know few months just as as promotion for the book sure. and everything and it's funny because i've noticed a lot of people started podcasting covid because they wanted human interaction yep. and they wanted to learn more and just you know expand their horizons and i thought that's a really great thing i think a lot of people found creative like you know hobbies in covid that was one of the one of the positives to come out of it so i th-
0: i think you had to yeah I, and i know people who were perfectly content whether they were like the workplace was literally shut down or they were forced to work from home who, if they didn't speak to anyone for seven days, I mean, they'd be perfectly comfortable under a blanket on their couch until, (laughs) you know, the whole COVID thing was over. They'd be perfectly fine. I am not one of those people. So I think a lot of people, cause there's, I mean, even the little artisan shops in town that are reopened, Where people like consignment, you know, you, Mm -hmm. you make stuff and then they put it in their store and sell it for you. That kind of thing. There's, they're busting at the seams with stuff. Right. People had time. And I I noticed it in real estate also for like house selling. I thought I was going to have to find a new job and we are crazy busy.
1: Yeah. Now, oh my God, the market is crazy.
0: Because people weren't spending their money on anything. There was no concerts. There was no, you really didn't want to go shopping. You didn't eat out as much. I tried to just because the local businesses are tiny. So we did a lot of delivery or, you know, there's no door dash here. So we had to just like they set it on the counter, walk away. You go in and pick it up, that kind of thing. But um, so people had money to invest like, okay, I want to do these little putsy wood things, but I don't have time and don't have the money. Well, now you have the money. go buy the saw that you need. You can go buy the wood that you need. You, You have time to, you have nothing but time for some of these people. So they were either able to discover something new or finally try something that they always wanted to do. And whether that's podcasts or crafting or snowshoeing or walking, like you said, like you just discovered that you enjoy going for a walk as simple as that is. Would you absolutely. have been forced to do that before? Maybe you wouldn't have an appreciation for it. You know, I, yeah. I don't know. It's just odd times,
1: very odd times. I um, it's funny because when I started writing my book, I I didn't plan on COVID happening. Like I was sure. something. So when I, people go, "Oh, how'd you spend your pandemic?" I'm like, "Oh, I published a book." They're like, "Try hard." Like mm-hmm. so I'm like, I
2: didn't,
1: oh, I didn't plan that, but it just overachiever,
2: overachiever,
1: yeah. I was like, well, I mean, it sounds that way, but you know, it just worked out that way. And honestly, thanks to COVID, I I I hated COVID with my entire being. But I would have started my corporate job last June if not for COVID, and I, yeah. there's no way I would have had time to do this if yeah. I had started on time. So it was like a silver lining in some ways.
0: Exactly. Well, you you did something with the time that you were stuck. Yes. You know, some people, like I said, literally just sat at home and <laughs> you produced nothing. You did nothing. I I would go mad. I, would ha- I mean, this is a spare office in our office space. I painted, picked up furniture, built the rest of the cabinets, made everything in the studio, bought all research, all the lighting and the mics and all that stuff that I needed just so it didn't sound like crap and then had everything and did some tests and then finally started having guests. But. I couldn't imagine just like, well, everything's closed. And just sit there. (laughs) Yeah. You can only watch TV for so long, you know, before your brain turns to mush. So I, I don't know. It's, uh, I know a lot of people who did nothing, but I also know a lot of people who are, where they're like, you know what? There was a few for a very short time here. Um, like the gyms and stuff were closed, closed because they're not very big fitness yeah. centers or gyms. So then after a while, like, I think you still had to wear a mask in some of them or most of them. And now it's essentially kind of regular normal again, but people who, like, you know what? I finally going, I have time and I have the money cause I'm not spending it on anything else cause nothing's open. I'm going to go to the gym or I'm going to research this diet or I'm going to garden or I'm going to do just stuff that they've never done before Right. So it's it's good and bad. So hopefully some of these people stick with
1: the I agree. things that they learned. Yeah, it was definitely a time of of like mental growth because you had to. So I think I think people have changed. Yeah, I do.
0: Oh, for sure. I I hope so. And yeah. I, hope, I don't know. I think I think it went one of two ways, either like you were kind of a jerk and you didn't do anything. And now you're just really ornery jerk. Or you were a little bit creative, but you didn't have time. Now you had time, and you discovered that creativity. Yeah, like you, you you grew, or you just got more crotchety old ornery. You know, the, yeah. there's no but Im- nobody just stayed the same.
1: Yeah, it's, exactly. It's one way
0: exactly. or the other.
1: Yeah, for sure. We in COVID, I was home because I had been at school, but I there was no need to be at school because no one was at school. So <laughs> I went, I went home, and my. Sure. My family tried to make COVID fun. And we did, no one's in high school. Um, no one was in high school at the time, but we did a prom anyway. So we all put on really fancy clothes and had a dance party. I have two sisters and my two parents were there. And we had a prom. And then my mom's birthday, she wanted an 80s theme party. And um, nice. obviously we didn't invite anyone, but we raided her closet from the 80s and we all dressed up and took self-timed pictures and danced 80s music so it was like we made the most of our like really boring times (laughs) that's that's,
0: see that's fantastic who would normally do that i mean i like 80s music to me because i'm old i was born in 81 and i my sisters are six and seven years older than i am so cindy lopper Def Leppard mm-hmm. like all that 80s stuff the Goonies Indiana Jones Star Wars, like every pop culture 80s thing was like what my cool older sisters were doing when they right. weren't beating the crap out of me so yeah. that's fantastic um but at least they made it fun I guess right. I mean yeah. you could have just sat there and complained but
1: we did plenty of that too <laughs> sure. okay. Sure. Yeah,
0: and, it, and, no, and we, the, we
1: had our shining moments for sure. The more
0: you complained, it fixed everything. Though I like people who think because they complain about it, oh, yeah. it's just going to go away.
1: Yeah, no, it doesn't. Doesn't <laughs> make it better. Though I, I kept saying to myself, if you told me, you know, in June last year that it was going to be another year before things returned to normal, I would have mm. just cried. But. We were living in ignorance is bliss for a while. Yeah. So Okay.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So now what, if I can ask, what did you go to school for?
1: I was an advertising major. So gotcha. yeah, I went to Boston university, which is literally right up the road. And, um, I was an ad major, it was a really specific major. I wanted to be a copywriter but then I realized <clears throat> as I progressed to my major that it's really not as easy as I thought. <laughs> and I'm not as creative as I thought. Um, and, you know, it taught me so much though, just about like strategy and like uh, psychology behind mm. all of it. So my, my current job has nothing really to do with advertising actually. <laughs> I'm a data analyst. Yeah. Well, so it doesn't get aligned with my major or my book. So get creative
0: <laughs> with the data, who knows?
1: Yeah, I work for Home Goods, so um, oh yeah, I'm creative. Yeah, well,
0: I know the I work, place.
1: Yeah, I uh, I work in the outdoor department, so we wow. actually had a lot of fun this summer. Nice analyzing things, but <laughs> the I'm data, yes, the <laughs> data. <laughs> um, but yeah, because it's so big, we haven't been able to go in the office. But our stores have been open for for a year now. So,
0: mm-hmm. so did you do? Did they have a? Graduation of sort, or did they just like mail you your degree and said, Thanks? Was there like, did you walk? Was there a a graduation per se? No,
1: there was nothing. I got my diploma in the mail, I got my cap and gown in the mail, and there was no walk, no graduation, not even a virtual ceremony. And they kept saying, Oh, like, we'll do it, we'll do it. And apparently, it's supposed to be in October, but no families are allowed. And I guarantee (laughs) you. that the international population and people from the West coast are not coming back for it. Cause it's not significant a year and a half later after you're already an adult and working. Yeah. So I kind of settled on the fact that I was just never going to donate there again. Cause I handled it really poorly and I felt completely unappreciated as a grad. Well, That's, uh,
0: that's your, like, that's what you work for for four years yeah. for four plus years for some people. And just to be like, yeah, thanks for 30 grand a year, whatever, or more for four years, and we'll just mail you your shit and see you later. Like,
1: what? Well, Good luck. A lot of people had a struggle. I mean, thankfully, I had a job, but like for anyone yeah. who didn't have a job and didn't mm. I get a graduation, I would have been even more pissed. Like, they mailed me socks, and they were like, we're thinking of you. I was like, I'm not thinking of you anymore. Were they,
0: like, the cool socks? Like, the little ones with, like, the rubber grippies on the bottom? or Anything like that? Or just, like, random pair of socks?
1: They were just, like, they had the mascot on it, and they were red, tall socks. And I was like, I might wear these in the dead of winter, but never in public. And, you know, it just wasn't enough. Um, $8 pair of socks. (laughs) So who...
0: I would love to be in on some of these things and I don't want to say corporate, but there's a group of people in a room where yeah. they're like, you know, we got to do something.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. There's two people. One of them pipes up and says socks. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And there's someone else who's like, God damn it. You're right.
1: Yeah. Like yep. at, what, for sure.
0: at what point, like, <clears throat> who decides this stuff? I, and that's anywhere. The job I used to work for forever. We'd go a whole year, our whole crew. We uh, like cable technician installing cable ladders, climbing poles, that stuff. Whole year without one injury for the whole crew, which is a miracle. Yeah. And they were like, awesome, fantastic. And our supervisor, who is an office worker, and I mean, he's in the office. Super, he does a lot of stuff, but he's in the office. Right. got an iPad because we didn't get hurt
1: <laughs> for a whole I year
2: it is. and
0: then they got us <laughs> break- they got us quick trip breakfast pizzas uh one morning before work but we still we had to come in early for them because we still had to be on our first job at eight o'clock of course so I'm just like who <laughs> who comes up with this that's like nope. socks socks like that we give them socks and they'll forget okay. all about it yep they'll forget all of the be so excited about these socks we'll never have to talk about graduation again
1: yeah exactly <laughs> they wish i mean like i they solicit me for money and i'm like try again oh yeah Actually, <clears throat> get, on that,
0: again. get on that get on that booster list yeah yeah mm-hmm.
1: i just um yeah it was it was too bad tell
0: them tell them you can donate a pair of socks
1: yeah i'll <laughs> give you like the socks back you know. <laughs> consider
0: that my donation oh jesus exactly that's i just don't understand i know they try to save money where they can but any business college anything
1: yeah you reward people for what they've worked for it's kind of a basic yeah um, it's very basic to do yeah it
0: i just don't understand some of those decisions it's that's baffling to me. Yeah. Like they settled. Yeah. I, I can't get past this. Yeah. They settled and on socks. They did the socks. And then like that's that seemed like a good idea to you
1: guys. Yeah. And now they're building a multi hundred million dollar building for like new data science. And I'm like, oh, so you have money. Yeah. You just <laughs> yeah. didn't want to spend it here. It was, all, it. It.
0: it was probably all tied up in that building. Yeah. And then like some residuals went into to the socks.
2: Yeah. Did exactly. you have to
0: purchase your did you have to pay for a copy of your diploma?
1: Uh, that's a great question. Or your, like your cap and gown. One. Yeah. It was like expensive. Yes, they are. And yeah, you they not get to wear it.
0: Do you just wear uh, it around?
1: We, my mom, as my grad gift, hired a professional photographer to ha- take pictures so that I could feel like something happened. Actually,
0: so you got to wear it, though.
1: I got to wear it, and I wore, I dressed up for it. I wore the white dress, and I did feel like nice. something happened, but not, like, the thing. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was weird. <laughs> That's, well,
0: and I feel bad because there was, like, for people in college graduation. Cause that's almost more so than high school because yeah. like your high school, you have to go college. Yeah. You're, you're paying them to go for this experience. If yeah. you make it to graduation, which is not a hundred percent of people who started as a freshman. Right. And to do nothing, but there was even around here. I mean, there was no graduations for high schools. Yeah. There was sports seasons canceled. I mean, there was people who were probably would have gotten a scholarship had they had a senior year, and so they're paying. They have to walk on for the sport, or they have to pay for college yeah. versus getting a scholarship, and it it messed with a lot of people. And that's rural yeah. Wisconsin, so I I'm, can't imagine country worldwide. I mean, there's a lot of people who got screwed over pretty bad.
1: I know. I tried not to complain <clears throat> too much. Because my problem in the grand scheme of things was not bad, but especially because, you know, COVID was just a nightmare everywhere. But I I had my, like, pity party for, like, a few days. and I Well,
0: it's it's your – how do I say that without sounding like a dick? It's your problem. That's what you knew as a problem. So you you have a right to complain about it. Not saying that anyone else's was less than or greater than yours, but that was your problem grievance yeah, <laughs> was was the socks and the no graduation but yes I'm glad that at least you were able to wear it I'm just picturing you like on a random Saturday like going to make breakfast and just walk down in your gown just wear it like a bathrobe here and there I,
1: yeah I was walking around in it the hat wasn't very comfortable you know so and you know it doesn't look great like the caps never look normal on uh, you so yeah like mm-hmm. You, know, you try to make it look good you got you get got to get it holding it because otherwise oh yeah yeah
0: it's a it's a thing but it's if you're not at a graduation it's an awkward thing oh
2: because
1: totally because
0: everyone at graduation i mean yeah. gowns graduation gowns in general i don't think they're designed to be but they're certainly not flattering to any capacity
1: oh definitely
0: not and the hats
1: You have to close
0: pin them in They're, I mean, they're falling off. They're awkward. Everybody looks awkward, but it's a thing. Yeah. It's graduation. Everyone does it. You have to do it. So that's your moment. But when your moment is. In your yard. Yes. Mm -hmm. Then that takes a little bit away from.
1: Yeah.
2: Did
0: did you also miss out on. So was your whole senior year. Shut down, virtual, or were you more virtual than in-person anyway?
1: COVID, I was, everything was normal until March of the spring. But you were
0: an in-person student? You weren't an online student?
1: Oh, yeah, I was fully in-person, living on campus, like, going to class. It was really just, like, the second half of second semester that was cut off. Like, I would imagine most people. And I did, I finished all my classes and everything online. Um... But everything was fine until until then. I was Not like sure. going to the bars. I was going on spring break. It was fine, just like everyone else. And mm-hmm. you know? then I was like, oh, this is kind of a big deal. You should go. And then I got it. So, you know. Yeah,
0: exactly. Well, it's at least it was r- It's good and bad that it was at the end. Bad because you missed out on the graduation. But Light. good because if you're going to make personal or professional connections, friends, that kind of stuff, you hopefully would have done that before the second semester of your senior year. You know what I mean? Like if you made your, your friends, whether you keep in contact online or they're local, where you still hang out, you've made those connections prior to everything getting shut
1: down. Exactly.
0: Which is, I feel bad for the freshmen going in because yeah, especially that like last fall, Because everything was shut down in the summer and the fall. So, I guess here's your email password. Sign into your classes. Like, there's no dorms. There's nothing. It's the college experience.
1: Hearing some of those stories was just terrible. I felt so bad. I had cousins who were going through it. And I was like, I feel for you. Mm -hmm. No one got out unscathed, unfortunately. No.
0: Bastards. I know. But again, like you said, I... I sell real estate and I thought I was going to have to find a job. Like everything shut down. Nobody's going to have money. Nobody's going to be buying or selling. And I've been busier than I've ever been. It's That's what I heard. absolutely crazy, which is good for me. But I actually I was probably helped more by COVID than anything yeah. else because nobody was spending money on anything. So they had money for land to sell upgrade move. They had time to renovate their house to fix it up, to sell it, whatever the case may be. Um, but yeah, it was a wild year for a lot of people. Totally. And hopefully now coming to an end, but with the, what the hell did they were just talking? I never watched the news. What is it called? I
1: don't either On purpose. I don't want to know.
0: Dana variant or Devin? <laughs> Delta. Yeah. Why? Delta. Come on. Whatever. Man. Just I I haven't watched the news <clears throat> other than about 15 minutes in the local news. I'll watch uh, for the weather.
1: <laughs> right. Cause, right. Right. Yeah.
0: Because it's there, but I don't. National news. I used to get it from Jon Stewart when he was on the Daily Show. That was my news. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that was my news because was- most of it is. And I've said this before, too. Depending on what station you watch, you watch that station on purpose. So a lot of it is affirmation, not information. So they're telling Mm. it to you from your point of view. If you watch Fox News, you know what you're getting with Fox News. You watch CNBC, you know what you're getting. That's why you watch it. If you're a diehard Democrat, you're not going to watch Fox News. It's just, it it doesn't. You're watching it because you want to watch, because they're telling you what you essentially want to hear. So it, I don't feel like watching six different networks of news to get every angle. It's just I don't have that kind of time.
1: Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> so I don't I, even try.
0: I just live my happy little ignorant life here in northern Wisconsin oh. and, and talk to people from all over and yeah. call it good. And I'm
1: are you I'm, from there? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you say unfortunately?
1: No, originally. Oh. <laughs>
0: I thought Whoa. you said unfortunately. I was gonna say well, some, some days I guess maybe. <laughs> but yes, I grew up two hours east of here, and then when my mom remarried, and when I was in first grade, I know maybe forty-five minutes. Wisconsin looks like a mitten, right. and if you put a dot right in the middle, like north, south, east, west, that's right where I'm at.
1: Oh, okay, got so, it. So,
0: yeah, it's it was 87 and humid today. We're supposed to get storms tonight. Yeah. And this last winter we had, I think it was 15 days. Um, just the air temperature where it wasn't above zero and oh, wind chills. I mean, February is usually when it hits us and it's
1: brutal
0: 40 below. It's like, eh, okay. And then 60 below, they start closing stuff down.
1: Oh my God. Wow. We don't get those extreme, extreme temps here. It's, That's yeah.
0: crazy. I would guess to complete left turn because it just popped into my head. Are you a fan of seafood?
1: I am. Yeah.
0: Okay. Good. Because yeah. you live on.
1: Yeah. In the, like, place, right? Yes. Yep.
0: My sister moved to Maine for she was there for th- two or three years, maybe just on a whim. Just took a semester off from UW Madison and then two semesters. And then just, I'm not going back <laughs> and yeah. mo- moved to Maine with her boyfriend. And they lived there. I want to say maybe two years. She listens to this. So she's going to be shaking her fist and ask me why <laughs> I can't remember. But it was years ago, 15 years ago, maybe. And she was always a fish fan, seafood oh, fan. Yeah. So totally. then when she went there, she's now she she's back in uh, Minneapolis City. girl, yeah. right in the Minneapolis. Um, and essentially that this that ruined seafood for her. Because in oh. w- where are you going to get that here? I mean, yeah. there you watch them walk it off the boat into yep. the kitchen of the restaurant you're at here. Uh, most of the people in small town, Wisconsin, anyway, like, Ooh, red lobster. And I'm like, uh, I like seafood and Ooh. I don't even think I'd go to red lobster. Like, yeah, it, exactly. No, mm, mm, no, no, no. So I, someday, someday I'll get out there, visit all over the place and do some travels. And yeah. that's, that's my jam is food. That's, that's what I oh, yeah. like to do. I won't, if I'm traveling, I will not go to, mcdonald's or, no or a burger king i'm gonna find a mon pa yeah. local own even if it's like a famous you know something where there's a line outside it's probably a reason for it as long as yeah, it's exactly. not as long as it's not a chain yeah i want local yeah. food local made that's that's my jam because i absolutely love food
1: yes so do i Perfect. yes
0: Oh, I had something and it just went away when I was on my seafood rant. Um, shit. This happens all the time. That's why I need a notepad, but it's way over there and I'm too lazy
2: to go
1: grab
0: it. Um, shit. So how about this? Are you still writing?
1: I am still writing. I, well, you know, I write when inspiration strikes and I've been so busy that it has not struck recently. (laughs) Well, sort of. But like kind of the way it works is like the way I write, it can sound really repetitive. So unless I have a completely unique idea, I won't even try. But when I do, it has to come out mostly in like one shot. Um, it's really kind of an interesting process. So because all the words have to flow together, the rhythm has to work mm-hmm. and they all have to rhyme. So if I'm not, I, when I'm completely in that headspace, I just have to bang out the whole thing as opposed to be like, I'm going to write part of it now heard of it later
0: that was going to be my next question is it just like oh i kind of like how this sounds together so you do two lines and then you shelf it and then three days later you come back and like uh or do you just bang out the whole thing all at once
1: uh sometimes i'll like think of like i'll have have like a light bulb and i'll like write sure. it down on my phone notes yep and it'll light be like a standard or two i have a light and, bulb right there yeah it's supposed, to, bl-
0: it's supposed to be above my head but <laughs>
1: And I'll keep that and I'll have like a running list of inspiration or like ideas and Uh, I'll start with it. But like if I I can't get halfway through and just stop normally, it's kind of like an all or nothing, which sometimes works against me. Like I can't just casually like pick it up and do it. I have to have a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, But it does make it so that they're all unique and like well crafted, um, which is why my first book took me four or five Mm -hmm. years Mm
2: -hmm.
1: since i published my book i've probably written like 10 or 12 poems and this book it's like 60 so dang it'll come and they're like you know i would say 250 to 400 words they're not small poems so jesus
0: i'm thinking like haiku length there's like
1: like you know you think of like a chapter book size book like most of them are I mean, you know, they're 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 uh, narrow, but sure. one to one to two, one to three chapter book pages each. Like they're not short. That's which fantastic. Is why they, yeah, they're they're rolling and long, and they get the message across. And they're
0: are they meant to be read? How do I say it? Are they meant to be read, sing, songy, or are you just supposed to read it? Because we had a teacher in high school who was super big into poetry. And, like, when you read something that rhymes, you will not read it in a sing-songy voice. Like, if you do, like, Hickory Dickory Doc, The Mouse Ran Up The Clock, you're not supposed to say Hickory Dickory Doc, The Mouse Ran Up The Clock. You're supposed to say Hickory Dickory Doc, The Mouse Ran Up The Clock. And then he, like, you're supposed to not make it sing-songy, even though it yeah. rhymes. And she was adamant about that, because that's not what poets do. And I, I've never spoken to a poet, a published poet at that. So... How When you read it in your head, do you just read it like a person normally reads a sentence or do you read it as like a rap song?
1: Yeah, it's a good question because the reason I had to make so many edits is because I used to read it in a sing-songy way that made sense to me. Sure. Then when my editor came in and read it like a normal human being, that's when I had to make all the changes. So I try my very best to read it like a normal human because that's how everyone else reads it.
0: So, um, I suppose you're writing it from your head, so you have your idea, but it's not in <clears throat> you can't write it in you you'd have to do an audiobook right for someone to understand it the way you would literally the way you intended to write it exactly. initially any plans, no any would, plans for I that don't
1: know anyone who buys poetry audiobooks, to be honest with you, it was an option to me, and mm-hmm. it would have cost because like the way my book worked was that I like kind of raised some like pre-sale funds and then I like funded the initial publication and then all the profits are mine after that. So, um, it worked and I raised all the money and I, I didn't want to raise more just to do an audiobook that I didn't think anyone would get because everyone wants a paperback. If you, all people who knew me who knew I was writing a book wanted the paperback, they want signed paperback because they know me. They don't care about the audiobook. So I'm like, I'm not wasting another another thousand dollars when I can just like be happy with my paperback, give it to everyone I know. Mm -hmm. Well, And, and at
0: that point, like you said, they made it. They made their suggestions or critiques or whatever. Because they were reading it as they thought everyone else would. Exactly. I guess I was just because I haven't read one yet. Um, Will. Everyone's different. Yeah. So how do you know that I won't read it? Sing songy? (laughs) You know what I mean? I guess it
1: works either way. And that's I wrote it on purpose to make it so that no matter how you read it, it should read correctly.
0: Sure. Like
1: it should it should have a flow whether it's sing-songy or you're just reading it because sure. i always will ask people i'll call in the final stages i would call someone random like my sister like my friend i'd be like can you read this to me like as uh, if they would read it yep. instead of me and i don't want to bother my editor and they would do it and i'm like and i would hear where they tripped up or where it didn't sound like i wanted it to and then i'd change it based on how they said it
0: <laughs> so bouncing it off friends i like that
1: yeah that's yeah, good. a lot of support from my friends
0: well good that's kind of what you need 90% of people I told were starting this are like oh cool and the other 10% were like you're doing a what like yeah they, like have never listened to a, a one episode of a podcast ever so yeah no. whatever but, <laughs> yeah I'm doing what this for me damn it I don't care what anyone else I shouldn't say I don't care what anyone else thinks I'd like somebody to listen to it, but yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, that's the goal, I guess, is just to get it out there podcast, book, whatever yep. it may be, uh, whatever people are getting creative with these days. The internet is a beautiful thing, like you said. I mm-hmm. mean, instead of standing on a corner with the box holding your book up, if you yeah. can, ha- it's on Amazon, you said, and Barnes and Noble, is that the other one? Okay, yeah, do your spiel again. Yes. <laughs> yep. just basically where people can find it the name of the book um and just a kind of a little bit about it and then i'll put that stuff in the show notesy sure stuff
1: so my book's called the mixing pot of poems for thought um it is on down on amazon and barnes and noble um and also my website um you can kind of go in there mm-hmm. i'm on instagram i post little snippets of my work um and my instagram handle is mixing pot of poems so Very similar. Um, And it's just a book of rhyming poetry about like love and life experiences and just kind of like pretty much everything you can think of. There's it's miscellaneous all over the place, but um, it's just an accumulation of all the things I've learned so far in my life.
0: Sounds fantastic. And I would assume since you wrote that between 18 and 22, 23, something like that that if you have that many done and it was good enough, I'm doing quotes to <laughs> be published that you got a long time <laughs> to come up with more.
1: I got like, plenty. You, of time. You,
0: you'll have more, more releases out there, more books, so to speak, yes. whatever.
1: It'll well, be a right. slow roll, but they're coming one well, day. That's
0: well, you just got to have, like you said, work, you're busy and whatever. And, but if you're a, something like that, if that's your jam, it doesn't take a lot to have a notepad and a pen. Right. If someone is a furniture maker and they have a light bulb, but they're at their real job, they can't do anything about it until that exactly. night. Or if the kids are doing and they gotta wait till the next night and no, then we got soccer practice, then you got pretty soon as two weeks later and you, you forgot your idea. For right. you, that's nice because you can just oh shit make a note on your phone, voice note, write something, type something, whatever. Um, that to me would be helpful just to have such ease to make a note for yourself or to write a line or whatever.
1: To make sure you don't forget. Yeah, Yeah. exactly.
0: Cost effective. You don't need a
1: whole lot of supplies. Yeah.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you very much for, uh, doing this. And yeah, I'm gonna for having me. No problem. I'm gonna go around and do the 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 intro later. And like I said, I'll put the link for Instagram and I'll find an Amazon link and put your website and stuff on there too, so people can find it and buy it. Um and yeah, we'll uh I have a running list of everyone who's done it that I would care to have back on. So I'll add your name onto that list and you can fill me in with how many poems you have on next time. You're
2: okay. On. Then you'll
0: be world, you know, New York times bestseller list. Um, yeah. But yeah, well, I had fun. I had a good time. I loved it. And uh, yeah, uh, hopefully you'll come back sometime and uh, we'll talk poetry after I gotcha. read your book. And then I'll understand fully the magic yes. that it is. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank
1: you. All right. Well,
0: thank you very much. Thank you. All right. You have a good night. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Now,
2: show you. Bye-bye.